You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hey, hey, gorgeous souls, it is Vix, and I'm here with another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. It's been a little while since I have done a solo ramble podcast episode. I've been interviewing lots of amazing people and recording some really cool and really interesting convos. So if you haven't checked those out, uh, be sure to do that after you listen to this or uh, before you listen to this, if you want to come back and listen to this one later. But this today is just going to be a little bit of a ramble, just us two, or, you know, if you're listening to this with more than one person, just us gang, <laughs> um, just kind of like chilling and hanging out. I I never really make a plan for what I'm, what I'm talking about or what I'm doing. It's kind of my, my general kind of life vibe really. <laughs> but for this podcast, like these are completely unscripted. This is just me sat down uh, with a microphone just rambling so um, you can probably tell. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't totally know everything that we're going to talk about today but I, but, but what I really wanted to share with you is a little bit about my story and a little bit about my path, my spiritual path, my spiritual journey, how I kind of got into doing this spiritual stuff, how I started doing it as a job. Um, and I don't know, all of the, all of the stuff in between, not all of the stuff in between this, I don't want this to be like an episode that goes on for 5 million years, but I do want to kind of share a little bit about my story. I know quite a few of you who are listening probably heard my story before. If you've done my courses, if you've taken Woo Woo 101 or Totally Spiritual, those are like my spiritual development courses. Uh, you probably heard quite a few of my quite a few of my stories before. Uh, and if you've been following me for a while on social media or YouTube or wherever, you might already kind of know some of this stuff. But I thought. Because I always get asked, like people always ask me, you know, how did you get into this? Like, what's your, what's your story? What's your background? I thought I'd make this podcast. And now from now on, when anybody asks me, how did you get into this? I will direct them to this podcast. So I think one of the cool things about my story, and this is something that didn't feel like a cool thing previously, but I feel like it's a cool thing now about my story is that I don't have a a big story. <laughs> I don't have a kind of amazing moment when I was a kid and an angel came into my room and told me that, you know, you're going to you're going to have a blog and call it New Age Hipster and it's going to become your business and you're going to do spiritual work for other people. Uh none of that happened. None of that happened at all to me. Um I love when people have those stories. I think they're really cool and really amazing. But I got to admit, as somebody who doesn't have a story like that, oftentimes when I heard people sharing their stories and sharing these really cool, whether it was these really cool, amazing spiritual experiences or whether it was kind of like this, I've hit rock bottom and then, you know, Jesus appeared and picked me up and carried me toward, you know, I had my spiritual awakening or whatever. Those stories are awesome and I, I love them, but I've always been a little bit jealous of those stories because that's not my story. And I kind of had a belief for a long time 
that if you were a, you know, an intuitive or a psychic or, you know, you had that kind of ability to be able to talk to spirit guides or angels or whatever, that that was like one group of people. Like that was a certain type of person who had that, that skill and that ability. Um, I don't like to call it a gift. I used to call it a gift, but now I understand that there's so much more to it than, than it than it being a gift. Um, and I also believe that we can all develop it. So I don't think it's something that's just kind of, you know, like these gifted people have this. Um, but that's kind of going that's going a little bit ahead of my ahead of my story. So I always kind of felt like that's that's not me. I or I had always been very into spiritual stuff. Um you know, when I was a when I was a teenager, I got really into Wicca and witchcraft. That was around the time that the craft came out in the nineties, um, and I was like so obsessed with that movie. And like, there was just this big resurgence um, in Australia, anyway, where where I grew up. Just like these crystal, you know, crystal shops were suddenly popping up all over the place. There was this witchcraft magazine that you could buy in the newsagent. Um, it was it was cool. It was a really, really cool time, actually. Um, and so I got really I got really into it. You know, I got really into Wicca. I had uh, had some friends who kind of convinced me to like join join a coven with them. And that's like a story for a different time. <laughs> but I was always really, really into, into that stuff. But I never felt like I was gifted. I never felt like I could be somebody who would be able to like go into meditation and talk to my guides and angels and get answers. I never I never thought that I would be somebody who would be able to really read the tarot in a way that wasn't just like turning the cards over and knowing the traditional meanings, but was actually like using the tarot as a springboard for my intuition and my guidance to come through. And I certainly never, ever, ever imagined that I would do this as a job. I never could have imagined in a million years if somebody had said to me, um, you know, Vix, like you're going to do all, all this stuff in, in, your, in your early life and then you're going to uh, be a professional tarot reader and basically do readings for people do like pop into people's akashic records and you'll be able to see their spirit guides for them and you'll be able to see their past lives and help them to heal from that i would have been like uh no (laughs) like no way there is no way that i have the ability to do that there's no way that that's that that's going to be my path so that's like a really long a long ramble and these these this is why I call these my ramble episodes it's a really long ramble but the, the basic gist is that I was never somebody who had an ability or had a had like this magical kind of thing going on you know like I was very normal I was very into spiritual stuff I was very um, I was very connected with the idea that there is a higher power. I remember when I was a little kid, I just always believed in God. Um, you know, God, whatever you want to call God. Um, I called it God when I was a kid because I, I, you know, that was the word that I had been told is the word that we use for this, this concept of God. Um, 
I just always believed that there was a God. I just always believed that I could go to bed at night and I could close my eyes and I could whisper some, some, some prayers. I didn't feel like I was praying at that time in my life, but I certainly felt like I was talking to someone. I always felt like I could talk to the universe, that I could talk to some energy, some kind of being, some kind of higher power, something was there listening to me. I always believed in that. Uh, I always believed in ghosts and, um, you know, all, all of that, all of that stuff. But I just never believed that I was somebody that could could do this work in the way that I do now. So how then, how then did I get from, from that place to where I am now? Well, that's what I'm here. That's what I'm here to tell you about today on the podcast. Um, so it has been, for me, it has been a really long, slow journey. And there are a lot of people who are getting into spirituality now who are having these very quick, very sudden awakenings. People who have kind of spent their whole life just going through the motions, um, you know, maybe maybe being a little bit like me, maybe being into spirituality or religion or something at some point, um, who are kind of, you know, have always been maybe a little bit curious, but it's never really been your path like you've never really been somebody that would join a coven or like or go to church or or seek out that kind of stuff there's a lot of people at the moment it's very exciting that this is happening who are just like waking up and I'm not like a huge fan of the term waking up because it kind of makes it sound like well you're either asleep or you're awake and I go to admit like for me some days I feel very sleepy (laughs) some days I feel very human and very sleepy and and not as connected as I do on other days when I'm like, yeah, we're all connected. This, this is awesome. Um, and I feel like the, the waking up process is a, it's a process. It's not like an on or off kind of situation. It's like you, you go through different levels and you go through different, different phases, different phases with it. And you go through, um, these different kind of levels you know like oh you start to get interested you start to become more aware of things you start you know what it's different for everybody of course um but the cool thing is that there's these people who are like literally just having an experience or having a just waking up one morning and they're like oh okay (laughs) oh there's so much more to to life like I really want to like just go and read some Gabby Bernstein books or like whatever you're you know whatever whatever you're suddenly kind of feeling whatever you're feeling into whatever you're feeling called to to kind of find out about but for me it wasn't like that for me I I kind of feel like I've always been awake in some way um like I said before it's not it's not like a linear process you know it's not like you're on or off um but for me I I I remember this uh this moment when I was really little I don't even remember how old I was um but I was I was young like I was I was a little kid and I remember just having this kind of um this overwhelming feeling of just like being me and being who I was and being in this body and being present in the world. And it was a really, 
really cool experience. Like it was so, it was so, um, it was so crazy. It was just like, I remember just like, just sitting there and kind of like, staring I remember exactly what I was looking I was looking at like the um the skirting board on the on the floor and I just kind of looked at the skirting board and I was just thinking I was just having this thought in my head I am me and you know we can talk about like the I am (laughs) you know like that that connect connection connection like connecting to this idea of like I am like the I am presence the I am you know like um that self-actualization and when I tell people, when I tell people that story, sometimes I tell people that story, like, oh, you know, like, when did you have that? When did you, when did you realize that you're like, you know, that you existed and that you're here and that it's happening? And a lot of people, like I tell that story, you know, oh, I had this moment when I was little and I just felt like I am me. I am here. Like, holy shit. Uh, a lot of people say to me, like, what? Like, I never had an, <laughs> I never had an experience like that. Um, so that was kind of, that. I guess in a way, you know, that was kind of like my spiritual awakening little bit just this and it came out of nowhere you know like it didn't come out of this um this experience it didn't come out of trauma it didn't come out of something really hard that I had to go through or you know like a a near-death experience or anything like that it was just this it was just this moment or it's just like oh <laughs> like oh okay like I'm here this is happening okay this is weird this is cool <laughs> it was just kind of like this connection to to the self I, I kind of feel like it was a little bit like a um I guess I was kind of connecting to my higher self in that moment you know and that was when I was really really little and it's been a really long, long, slow burn from there. Um, I've always believed, like I said, I've always believed in something. I've always talked to the universe. I've always prayed um, in my own way. I, I was When I was a kid, I wasn't religious or anything. So I kind of picked up uh, my own version of things, you know, along the way, like things that I would see on TV, things that I would hear my friends talking about at school, Um I kind of created my own idea, I guess, of what I thought God was from from the world around me, which I guess is what we what we all do. So then it was a little bit later when I when I got into Wicca and witchcraft and kind of dived into into all of that stuff, and I loved it. Like I loved it so much, but I always kind of didn't feel. I never felt totally safe. And for me, that's something that kind of came back around um, later on in life. But I didn't always feel safe. And it wasn't like I didn't feel safe with the universe or with the um, the energy that I was working with. But I kind of felt like I didn't really understand it. And I felt like it felt very out of control at that time. And I think um, when I was a teenager, there was kind of this joke at, at, at home with my family that I had um I I had a poltergeist because I you know I'd walk into a room and things would like fall off the table things would like (laughs) glasses would smash like I there was a lot I had a lot of energy I had a lot of excess energy and um whether it was a poltergeist or not if you if you do research on it um there's a lot of really interesting research around how a lot of you know this kind of poltergeist activity that happens around especially like teenagers 
is really just like this crazy in intense kind of energy that is is present. And I kind of felt like I had a lot of that when I was <laughs> when I was a teenager. Um and I didn't I didn't know what to do with it. Like I didn't have a spiritual guide. I didn't have a, you know, spiritual teacher, somebody working with me to kind of help me to work out how to ground my energy, how to use my energy. I didn't have any of that. So I was just kind of walking around with excess energy. And then I started doing witchcraft without having any kind of understanding of how to work with my own energy. And it felt very out of control for me at that time. And that's not the same story for everyone. It's different for everyone. But for me, um, I just, it felt a little bit scary because what was happening was that the things that I was asking for and the spells that I was doing, all of this stuff was, was working. <laughs> like it was, it was really working. It was working to the point where it was like scaring me, like quite frankly, scaring me because <laughs> I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why it was working. I didn't understand how it was working. And I was also really worried about, you know, the um, like karma and do, what if I do a bad spell? What's going to come back to me? Too many nights watching the craft with my girlfriends. <laughs> but it, it did start to feel a little bit, um, a little bit scary. And so I kind of pulled back from that a little bit. I was still very into uh, crystals and I was still, you know, I would still talk to God and um, the goddess and I would still sort of do some of the the witchy kind of stuff. But I did kind of like just step back a little bit from it at that point. And then, then comes Christianity. (laughs) So this is, I, I think I was about 17 when I started going to church which is which is sort of interesting in itself because most people have their you know their Christ, their Christ, Christian part of their journey is like well when I was a kid I I went to church because the family went to church or or whatever but for me I I chose it and the reason I went the reason that I got got hooked on the church is because I had some friends who went and they were always kind of like they always seemed really kind of into it and really kind of happy and whenever they were talking about stuff that happened at church it it kind of sounded really fun and so one day I went one day I went along with them and I freaking loved it (laughs) I loved it I loved the church I I didn't love everything about it but for where I was at in my life at that time Um, I'm not sure that there could have been a better place for me and for what I needed from spirituality, from God, from, from this connection. I, I loved Jesus. I still work with Jesus now, but I loved working with Jesus. I loved going to church. I used to do really, really weird. (laughs) I was going to say like really cool, but actually it's really weird. Probably. Um, I used to do really weird stuff where I would, um, I'd listen to like worship music. I'd listen to worship music, but I'd also listen to Godspell. I listen to Godspell. If you don't know what Godspell is, it's this musical from the 1970s about Jesus. And I listened to it on my, I think I might've even still had a Walkman at that point. Uh, I listened to it on my Walkman 
I used to go for like walks around this lake that was near my house and I used to just walk around the lake and sit under these really beautiful willow trees and just listen to Godspell and just think about Jesus and it felt so good I felt so connected I felt so held and so loved and so supported and I felt I felt safe I felt really safe being a Christian I felt like Jesus had my back and I couldn't do it wrong. You know, I couldn't do a bad spell. I couldn't, I couldn't ask for something wrong and then have this kind of karma thrown back at me or, you know, um, the law of three and, and all of that kind of stuff. It, it felt really safe and it felt really good. And I know a lot of people have had really, like, really freaking terrible experiences in the church and my heart breaks for for you all who have had these experiences where being spending time in the church has been like traumatic and um crushing and like just you know things that I can't even say in words because I you know tune I tune into other people's energy and when I you know meet someone who's had something like that happen there are no words for it it's just it's unbelievable to think that people are using these you know beings of love and light for for these kinds of purposes um it just it completely breaks my heart um so if that's been your story with the church then you know so much love so much love going out to you but my experience was a fairly happy one it was pretty good I really loved it I really enjoyed it I I had a lot of friends I had great community um there were so many things about the church that just felt really in alignment and really great with my with my soul and who who I who I was at that time uh I also joined the ministry team and I used to sing every Sunday morning with the band in church and I felt so lit up. I felt so lit up doing that. Um, it was just, it was great. It was a really great time. Um, but, but <laughs> in the end, uh, in the end, the church was really just not inclusive enough for me. And it didn't answer all of my questions. It didn't want to even hear my questions. <laughs> um, there was no space for me to ask questions or to, you know, I, I couldn't bring my crystals. I couldn't wear my rose quartz. You know, I mean, I could, you obviously you can wear rose quartz to church, but, you know, like the idea of it being a healing stone and, you know, there were just lots of things that I believed and that I wanted to bring into this path that just didn't fit. They just didn't fit in. Um, and yeah, so in the end, I left and I still talk to Jesus and I still talk to God and I still, I still read my Bible sometimes. Uh, but being in the church and being part of the church, it just wasn't enough for me. It wasn't, it just, it just wasn't enough. And there is nothing wrong with, well, I say there's nothing wrong with the church. There's plenty wrong with the church. Uh, but there was nothing, you know, I, I sometimes I see these, I see people in spiritual community get really upset about, about the church and about Christianity. And it kind of makes me really sad because 
I think a lot of us who are in the spiritual community, like we look at people who are in the church and we and we kind of think, oh, like poor you, you got sucked into the church and oh, poor you, you know, you're a woman in the church and there's just, there's no, there's no representation like of, you know, great female role models. And we, we kind of look at, we kind of look at it and we say a little bit like, oh, poor you, like poor you being in the church. Oh, that sucks. But I think that we have to remember that, like it's not always like that for people um you know for me in the end it was really not right it was not totally in alignment there was a lot of things that were in alignment and it was really it was really really hard to leave because i i left so much you know i left i left incredible friendships i left community i left being able to sing every week um, so many things that I loved, so many things that meant so much to me. And I had to leave it all behind because it, it didn't, there wasn't the space there for other, other questions, other, other belief systems, other, you know, other, other stuff. Um, so it was really hard, but I think it's really important for us as, as spiritual people, as new agers or, you know, whatever you, how it, witches, whatever label you want to throw on yourself. I think it's important for us to just kind of consider the fact that actually not all churches are bad. And while the the Christian path doesn't really allow space for for a lot of other stuff, <laughs> um, I feel like it is changing and it is shifting. And there are a lot of really inclusive um, churches out there churches who are becoming more and more inclusive all the time and there are a lot of people here in the church who are actually really in alignment and really on their path I just really wanted to mention that because I just I do really see so many people who are even even people like me you know who are still a little bit Christian getting a lot of stick and a lot of flack for for believing in that and for for liking a a path that so many people feel is kind of you know, wrong. But that that could be like a conversation for another time, really, <laughs> talking about all that stuff. So, okay, so where do we go from there? Well, I left the church and, um, you know, I was like, I think I was like 19, 20, nearly 20 when, when I left. Um, and I kind of just spent uh, quite a few years just finding my way in the world I went backpacking um I went clubbing a lot <laughs> I I didn't I didn't I wasn't really focused on spirituality for a long time I still talked to God I still kind of asked for stuff in the shower I still sort of you know was falling asleep at night and saying like thanks God for this day and um can you please help me with this other thing <laughs> I was still doing that um always you know, on and off, there'd be, there'd be times in my life where I'd, where I'd talk to the universe, talk to God a lot more than other, other times. Um, but I really just ha had this, these great few years where I just was just finding myself really as a, as a human in the 3d world. Uh, and then I went to uni and I was, I was a late starter at, at university. I didn't start uni until I was 25 so that's a, that's a little fun fact about me. Um, and when I was at uni, I bought my first tarot deck. So 
even though I'd been really into spiritual stuff, I don't think I ever had a tarot deck before this point. I'd had runes, I'd had um, other divination systems, like uh, I'd used crystals for divination. Um, I think I had actually like cut out little cards out of magazines and, and things like that, but I'd never had like a proper like um tarot deck so I bought my first tarot deck when I was when I was 25 and I was really disappointed this is another another part of my path where I I want to be able to say yeah I bought my first tarot deck and that was it that was that but no uh, I got my tarot deck home and I really I really felt like this is going to be it you know like this is going to be my thing I love I love this I love everything about this this has got to be for me this is going to be amazing and I just couldn't get it I I sat on my bed in Sydney when I lived in Sydney I was at uni and I went through the cards and I was looking at the pictures and like nothing was really happening I was like okay I'm gonna actually have to learn this <laughs> like I, I I was I had this kind of crazy expectation that I'd just sit down and like be able to read read cards um but it was like oh okay I'm actually gonna have to put in some time and effort and actually learn how to do this okay so I did I tried I learnt, I say I learnt some of the, uh, the, the key words. I didn't have a lot of success with that. I could never remember any of it. Um, and I, I would do, but I would still do readings. Like I would kind of fumble my way through a reading and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the, that's the three of swords again. Okay. Well, I'm starting to know what that, <laughs> starting to know what that one, that one means, but I'd still go to the book and I'd still like read, read what the book said. I would do readings for my flatmates, for my housemates, especially about boys at that time. That was, we were all very obsessed with, um, I say we were all very obsessed with boys. I think that might've been me mostly, uh, but I would always read cards for, for the girls, um, just for fun, you know, just like, oh, you, you got a problem with your boyfriend. Let's get the cards out. Let's see what the cards say. And even then, you know, I'd, I'd read cards for my friends, but then I'd still have to kind of go, go to the book, or at least I believed that I had to go to the book, you know, but even doing that, like my readings were really accurate and, we were all kind of like really excited about about how accurate they were and it was it was really fun but that's what it was you know it was it was fun it was like getting the cards out for a bit of fun and um yeah like it wasn't it was it wasn't didn't feel very serious to me because I didn't feel like I could really use them in a serious way. I kind of just saw my deck as being a little bit of a, a little bit of like fun for when, you know, people come over and we've had a few drinks and, and whatever, but yet still people, people did like my readings. People did say they were really accurate, but you don't always know, right? When you're reading for your friends, sometimes it's just, you just, your friends are going to tell you that you're good anyway, right? Maybe my friends did anyway. Um, so fast forward a few, few, few more years. It's like a really long story. Um, but I, I kept I kept a hold of that tarot deck and I I moved over to the UK and I had I kept a hold of that tarot deck and there were times when I would get it out and I'd play with it and I'd try to I try to read it and I'd try to kind of make it make it work and make sense of it. And then there were other times where it would sit in a drawer for like six months. And 
maybe even longer than six months and I would just sort of you know get on get along with my life get on with my life um and then I moved over to the UK and the first thing that happened when I moved here I had actually I'd lived here before when I backpacked and and stuff this is like my whole life story you guys are getting now uh but it came came over to the UK this is like seven years ago now eight years ago gosh where does the time go and the first thing that ha- that happened is that I moved into a, f- a flat that was haunted. So <laughs> it just it kind of seems like irrelevant, but this I do kind of feel like this was one of the those defining moments, you know, like important things that I needed to experience. Um, so I I had this really weird night, the first night that I slept in this flat, where. The, the weirdest stuff would happen like like uh, little coi- coins would like fall onto the onto the ground you know the noise a coin makes when it when it falls like I, I can't make the noise with my with my face with my mouth <laughs> but that noise of a coin falling on hard floor that that happened and that woke me up and I thought that's a little strange <laughs> um just tried to convince myself it was nothing and tried to go back to sleep and then I could hear um plastic bags rustling which sounded to me like somebody going through my suitcases and I kind of just tried to convince myself that it was a a mouse um, and it probably had run across the desk and that's why a penny had fallen to the floor um, and that's you know it was going through my bags or through the bin or something and I managed to kind of kind of managed to convince myself that's what it was. And then I had um, this really crazy moment where I I woke up, but my body was still asleep. Um, sleep paralysis, I think I think they call it. But for me in that state, it felt like I was um, like I was, I was sort of in my body, sort of out of my body, sort of, it was, it's pretty scary. Um, I couldn't talk. I was trying to talk. I was trying to move and I couldn't, but I was awake. Um, and it felt like somebody was on me. Like it felt like something was sitting on me. And so I was kind of trying to shout, get off me. (laughs) Um, and I couldn't. And so that was a really, that was a really rough night. Um, I woke up the next morning and I was just like, what the fuck has just happened? I went down to the markets and I bought a rosary. I bought a cross to wear around my neck because, you know, with the Jesus connection and feeling very, (laughs) feeling very protected when I was working with Jesus, I was like, I need some of this right now. Um, I, I got a whole bunch of pictures of, of Jesus and Mary and I put them all over, all over them, all over my room. And I don't even know, like, I can't even imagine what my flatmates must have thought when I've just moved in and they like, they come down to see if I want to go to the pub or something. And my room is like covered in, um, like I had a rosary, like hanging above the bed. I had like all of this Jesus, Jesus stuff everywhere. I had like, um, got some candles, like break the curse candles and all of this kind of stuff. They must've thought I was pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but what I also did at that time is I, I called some, I called 
I called some people that I knew. I called this woman, um, Dana Merkic, who you should check out because she's incredible. She's still working as a, um, as a spiritual teacher. I called her for some help because she's a medium as well. <laughs> I was like, please help me. Like, I don't know what's going on. There's something in this, in this flat. There's something here. Um, and she helped me. She kind of talked, talked me through it and explained to me who it was and what was happening and why they were there and stuff like that. Um, and then I called, I called this, uh, uh, this other woman, Becky Walsh. She's also amazing. Like give her a Google too. Um, and I had a chat with her on the phone, really interesting. She's also a medium. She said exactly the same things that, that Dana had said, as far as I know, they didn't have a conversation. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, and then I spent a little bit of time talking, talking to the ghost. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't really communicate. Like I wasn't getting anything back at that point. You know, it was just like me saying, I'm a little bit scared. You're freaking me out. (laughs) I know you're here. It would be really, really great if you could not come into my room um, because this is my space kind of, you know, just, just affirming that this was my room. This was my space. And what started happening then is I started getting uh, early morning knocks on the door. (laughs) So that was like, that was pretty crazy. Um, She used to, she used to knock on the door and wake me up. And there was actually this one really weird time where um, I needed to get up for a flight. I was going to Dublin for the weekend and she knocked on my door early (laughs) and it was, it was pretty freaking nuts. Like it was really nuts. Um, I'd had weird things happen to me in my life. I'd had little weird things, you know, the poltergeisty things. I'd had weird moments where I'd felt really sensitive. I'd felt really cold in certain rooms and all of that kind of, all that kind of stuff, but nothing like this. And (laughs) so here I was (laughs) um, experiencing all of this. And in the end, I kind of, you know, kind of made peace with the ghost. I kind of, I always felt like someone was watching me the whole time I lived in that, in that house. But um, yeah, so that was kind of like the, the moment where I was like, this is (laughs) like, this is your life fix. Like this is, this is the stuff that is going to happen to you. And, you know, I said to everybody else in that, in that house, I was like, do you guys know that it's haunted? Right. (laughs) And everyone was like, what are you talking about? One guy I lived with got really freaked out when I told him, he was like, don't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, this other girl who had, had also lived in that room, she had no idea. So, so that was interesting. That was my little, little ghosty story. So after that, I kind of did start getting a little bit more, um, back into my, back into spirituality and back into my spiritual path, you know, calling on Jesus, calling on help. Um, at that time I wasn't really working with angels, although I wish I had known about Archangel Michael at that time. Oh, he's coming through now to say, I was with you. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it was an interesting time and it really did kind of make me step up a little bit and make me kind of reconnect to to all the spiritual stuff that I had always believed in, but kind of, you know, just taken as, well, yeah, I believe in that. Um, I talk to talk to God and ask him for favors all the time, but <laughs> but not much else. Um, so, yeah, so then after that, I kind of you know, I did start to get the the tarot deck out a little bit. Um, 
and I started to to Google and and look at you know kind of learn more about ghosts and more about connecting communicating with ghosts and and all of that kind of stuff um and then I moved out which was interesting because I didn't really want to move out after after everything that happened like no it's time for me to go um and I lived in a couple of other places um and I lived on my own for a little while which was really cool this is like I feel like I'm literally just telling you guys my my whole life story um that was really cool when I lived on my own um there were some cool things that happened when I lived when I lived on my own. Um, I did talk to talk to God a lot more at that point. I remember um, kind of just talking talking to God like every night before I went before I went to bed, asking for things, asking for. I was I remember asking a lot at that point actually for for more connection. We're like forty minutes into the call and I'm only just talking about. <laughs> I'm only just talking now about how I actually started to be able to connect with my guides and angels. I thought this was going to be a short one, but it's it's turning into a really long ramble. You can always listen to it in, in parts. Um, so, yeah. So where are we up to? OK, so I'm talking talking to God a lot and I'm really asking at this point, like, how can I connect more? How can I hear my guidance? How can I know? which path to take? How can I know which step to take? How can I, you know, how can I feel connected? Um, and I was just, just really wanted that connection. Like I really wanted to feel more connected to myself, to my life, to, to God. I just, I wanted more answers. I wanted to, I guess I just really wanted to feel like I was moving forward with some, some sense of purpose. Um, and at that time I was working as a teacher and I, you know, it was a very purposeful, purposeful job. Uh, but yet there was still this, this feeling of like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing everything that I came here to do. This is all around my like Saturn return as well, by the way. <laughs> um, pretty much when I moved into that, into that flat in London, that was like, um, that was it. So I kept asking and um, not not hearing anything really. I'd, ha- I'd have these these sensations of of someone being in in the flat. Um, sometimes it kind of cre- crept me out a little bit, and sometimes it felt like okay, it's just like some guides or or something are here. That's fine, ancestors or somebody. Uh, and I remember this 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 is like probably one of the first times that I that I really heard my guidance. And I was just kind of asking, you know, I, I want to be able to hear you. I want to be able to connect with you more. And they said to me really clearly, there was like, the first thing you need to do is protect yourself because when you open yourself up to all of this, you can, you're going to open up to a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff's going to be able to come in. And they, they kind of said it in this way of, they didn't want to freak me out or like, make me worried <laughs> but at the same time um they you know they had a really good point and we can talk about that in a in another episode perhaps and really go into the more of the conversation around like what 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 are you, what are you opening yourself up to when you when you do this work because a lot of people have a lot of fear around opening up a lot of people are scared to open their third eye because they're worried about what they're gonna what they're going to to see um, people are scared to open up to their guides. People, people don't want to turn over their tarot cards and see what's, you know, what the universe wants to show. And they're like, oh, I don't want to know. Um, so yeah, so that was my first kind of bit of guidance from from them was like, you got to learn how to protect your energy because once you open, you're going to be open to everything. 
Um, and that was kind of all they said to me for quite a few months because <laughs> I, I like ignored that for a little while, you know, I didn't, I didn't take, um, I didn't take action on that straight away. I know now to take action when I get those, when I get those messages and get those hits. Uh, okay. Most of the time they're like, hmm, do you mix? Yeah. Most of the time I do. Come on, give me that. Um, so then I, then, then what happened is the job that I had at that time, um, was, was a really, is really full on. I'm trying really hard not to use words like toxic energy, because I feel like when we use, when we use a phrase, like it's toxic or that person's an energy vampire. For me, when I say those things, I just go right down. <laughs> I just go down to where that, where, where that energy is. Um, and it's no, it doesn't help me in any way really, but it was a challenging work environment. It was really challenging. There are a lot of people there who were really, uh, unhappy and I was uh, I was kind of soaking up a lot of that as a as an empath um, or as a as a sensitive intuitive whatever whatever you know whatever we're calling ourselves these days and so when I started to protect my energy it was really more because I wanted to be able to get through a day of work <laughs> without absorbing everybody else's stuff then it was about me being able to feel more connected to my, to my guides. Um, but what happened when I started to protect my energy in at work, just so that I was not absorbing, you know, all of the, the bitchy, catty, moany, grumpy energy of like the other, other people that work there, uh, is that I did start to be able to hear my guides when I protected my energy and grounded myself and cleared myself every day, I was clearer. And the clearer my energy got, the easier it was for my guides and my angels to talk to me. And the easier it was for me to hear them, understand, realize that that's them, and to step forward and to move forward with the with the things that they're suggesting would be good for me. And it's really as simple as that. <laughs> so all of this story, just to get to this point where I'm like, you know what? The thing that really pushed me into this path was that I was working with difficult people and I didn't want to be upset about it every day anymore. And so, you know, I Googled how to protect my energy, psychic protection, read some books on it. And then I started practicing it. I used crystals. I used visualizations. I used affirmations. I used angels. I used everything that, everything that we can, we can use. I got plants in the, in the classroom, all sorts of stuff. I did everything. I tried everything and worked out what worked. I worked out what worked. And as soon as I did that, all the other stuff started to fall into place. My crown chakra was more open. My third eye began to open. I didn't even have to try. And this is something that I teach a lot of in woo-woo school because I see so many people 
out there who just want to open their third eye, they just want to connect with their guides and angels, they just want to have these incredible experiences in meditation where they're taken to you know a different planet or, or whatever. And all of that stuff is amazing. It's really cool. But when, for me anyway, and for a lot of my students, when we come at it from that perspective and we come at it from the point, from the, this place of, I want to connect with my angels, um, it can some, it can be kind of frustrating because it doesn't happen. And the reason it doesn't happen is because we're not we're not the right vessel to receive that information in that way. We need to make ourselves clear. We need to make ourselves be the vessel. And then the stuff will just happen. I remember when my third eye... Um, kind of fully activated. I mean, it's ne- it's never fully activated, right? It's always like activating a bit more, like, you know, having a rest or whatever. <laughs> but I remember this moment really, really vividly where I was actually on a bus and I'd been out at the pub and I was on a bus home and my third eye just went freaking crazy. It was buzzing. It was like just buzzing, like unbelievably for like the whole trip home on the bus it was just buzzing and I just I just remember sitting on the bus kind of with my eyes half closed because I'd had a few beers and my third eye was like properly like throbbing and buzzing and it wasn't because I had done a meditation it wasn't because I had got myself you know oh, I'm just going to do a third eye meditation it's going to open it was because I had been doing this work on my own energy for probably maybe like a year uh, at that point, I've probably been working with my own energy like daily for a year. I'm not saying it's going to take you that long. Like things are speeding up now. It could take you a day. Um, but because I had been so focused on making myself a vessel for love and light to come through and for guidance to come through, that it just come through. It's like I'm clear so it can come in and it can do all of this stuff can start doing what it needs to do. So when that started to happen, my readings became a lot clearer. I'd already started reading by this point. I had had started my blog um, around the same time I'd started to really work on my energy. Interesting, isn't it, how that happens? Uh, I had been getting that this little earworm saying like, uh, new age hipster, new age hipster. And I knew it was, it was supposed to be a blog. And I eventually paid attention and started started the blog. Um, and I had been, just been sharing on the blog, like my own my own journey and my own path and the things that had been coming up for me, my thoughts on different tarot cards and things like that. Uh, and it kind of somehow um, turned into this business <laughs> because I had cleared my energy, grounded my energy, working with my energy every day. So I'm able to get that guidance. And so when you get that guidance and it says, start a blog, you do it. And when you get the guidance that says, do some free readings for people, um, you do it. And suddenly, you know, you, you go from, this is this other really cool experience that I had where I sat down to to play with my tarot tarot deck around this same time, you know, when I was starting to really work with my energy. And I heard this voice really clearly inside my head, not outside, but inside my head say, put the book away and just look at the pictures. And in that in that afternoon, it was like everything fell into place. It was like a remembering. I didn't have to spend hours looking at the looking at the book, learning the meanings. 
everything just sort of came in and I could turn a card over and I'd get a hit of what that meant for me in that moment. And by the end of the afternoon, I was doing spreads. I was like, yeah, we're doing it. It's happening for something that I couldn't get the hang of for years. And then just in that day, it was like it just unlocked and it all just kind of came in. And the reason it was able to do that was because I had been working on my own energy, looking after my own energy, grounding myself, clearing myself and protecting myself every day. And it sounds really boring. When people ask me like, you know, I want to hear my guides. I want to see my guides in meditation. And I say, well, first thing you got to do is protect your energy. <laughs> Most people don't want to hear it. <laughs> Most people are like, what? I'm like, yeah, take some time every single day to ground, protect and clear your energy. And it will just happen. And the people who actually do that realize pretty quickly <laughs> or, you know, after a couple of weeks, it might not happen like the, the first day, but people who actually do, do the work it, realize like, wow, this actually is happening. Like I can, I can hear my intuition. I can, I can hear my guidance. This is so cool. Um, but there's a lot of people who don't want to do that. And that's fine if that's not your path. Uh, but if you do really want to hear your, hear your guides and hear your angels, and you do want to feel like you're connecting to your path and your purpose, and you do want to feel connected to the universe and to your guidance, my top tip <laughs> for you is to work on your own energy, protect your energy, give that stuff space to come in. We're so busy carrying everybody else's junk around and all of our own junk that we've created our guides and our angels, they can't get the messages in because we're so full of other stuff. But when we start to clear that out and protect ourselves so we can't keep filling up with all of that junk, then it can just come in and it's pretty freaking cool. So that is my story. And of course, there is a, a whole another story, a whole a whole different chapter, which is kind of going from that point of when I started doing readings for people to running a freaking successful business, which is what I'm doing now, which is just crazy and blows my mind and just amazes me every day that this is my life. Uh, but I feel like that can be a podcast for another time because this was so much longer than I was expecting it to be. I was like, oh, we'll just get on for 20 minutes and I'll tell you my story. And it's been nearly an hour. Um, but I hope that it has been interesting. I hope that it's been useful. If you've sat and listened to the whole thing, then I feel like we're friends for life now. <laughs> um, but if you do, if you are, if you're listening to this and you're resonating and you're like, how do I start to work with my energy? There's a couple of things you can do. The first thing is you can get a free ebook on my website. And I created this free ebook because I'm so passionate about how much this can help people. Like if you never buy anything from me, if you never like even hang out with me again, but you get the ebook and you start to do some of the stuff in it, then I've done my job. <laughs> um, and you can find that if you go to newagehipster.co and you can just Google New Age Hipster and you'll find me anyway. Um, I think it's newagehipster.co slash stay shiny, but just go to New Age Hipster and you'll find it. I'll put it in the show notes as well for this for this episode. Um, and that's a free ebook. And there is all of my tips and tricks on kind of beginner's guide to protecting yourself. And that is like energetic protection. So it's protection from people you work with, 
protection from people you live with, like any sort of energy that you're that you're picking up. It's also protection for you when you're doing readings, when you're doing spiritual work. It's all the same stuff. It's all the same tools and tips and techniques. At least it is for me. And so that's the first thing that you can do. If you want to go deeper, you can check out Woo Woo 101, um, which is my my first, it's like the, the beginner's guide to spiritual development, really. Um, in that course, we do protection, clearing, grounding. We work with our auras and our chakras. We do a week on... Um, how to hear the voice of your intuition, like how do you know if it's intuition or fear? How do you know if it's intuition or your own thoughts? How do you know if it's your angels or your own brain? So we look at all of that stuff. Um, And then there's a week on connecting with your spirit guides and a week on connecting with your angels as well. And it's a pretty good place to start. And I made the course like really fun. So if you're somebody who often goes out and buys like a thousand books and you've got like this massive book pile or whatever you can there's like video explanations there there are pdfs as well but i've said to people who've done the course like if you just watch the videos um and do the meditations that's all you really need to do um so you can check that out and that's at newagehipster.co slash school again it'll be in the show notes um but yeah it really is that simple and you don't have to have had these incredible experiences of seeing angels and visitations and all of these incredible things because those things are incredible let's face it but if you're like me and you haven't had that experience it doesn't mean that you're never going to be able to connect spiritually it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to connect with your guides and angels it just means that you're going to have to find a different way in Um, which is what I did and that's why I'm here where I am today so I hope this has been interesting for you guys please let me know like what you think you can come onto the um, you can come onto the the blog Um, if you're listening to this via the blog you can leave me a comment on there you can always just come onto my social media send me a dm or whatever and let me know your let me know your thoughts and let me know your own story, share your own story and then tag me in it. Cause I love to hear everybody else's stories too. Okay. Gorgeous soul. I'm going to let you go now and send you off to wherever you're going next with so much love and light. You've been listening to new age hipster radio for more good vibes and spiritual goodness. Head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.